0: Hello, friends. It's that time again. Time to find them balls. Hopefully they're not too uh, like uh, hot and sweaty. Hopefully you don't have sweaty balls because it's that time of year that you might be looking for your sweaty balls. Anyway, my name is Jeff Stuckey in the shotgun position.
1: As always, Greg Allen, hands on the wheel. Greg, how are you? All right. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning, listeners. the uh, The more you open the show, the more I think I ought to open the show. Why? why, why do you say that? i don't know you seem to take it places right off what the humidity is like fucking <laughs> insane like your balls aren't sweaty look you know
0: what let's talk, let's i would rather do small talk well we're gonna do small talk <laughs> but i'm saying like we just need to empathize with what our listeners are going through it's that time of year where it's like i don't know midday like a okay. fresh pair of underwear might be like
1: Oh, that's nice. Well, yeah, no, that's true. I'll go Man. with that. I, I change I don't really two like or three the, times a day. I
0: don't I've tried the talcum powder, but I don't like that. Mm-hmm. That's, mm-hmm. that's
1: so but a fresh pair of underwear midday. Mm. I yeah. mean that's like Yeah. I go through twenty pair a week, yeah. I change like three times a day t shirts wow. as the well. Math
0: does not that doesn't add up
1: to but any three times a day.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm not, you got me outpaced, but uh, (laughs) yeah, I mean, don't listeners, please don't underestimate (laughs) the value of a fresh pair of underwear. And you know what I've, I've moved towards is the, uh, the kind that are made from that wicking material. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That just, I don't even know if that's a real thing. Maybe it's all placebo, but it seems to like, just keep that air, the Netherlands (laughs) a little more fresh, a little more. Uh, so anyway, um, I don't know why you think you should introduce the show versus me, so uh, maybe we'll get some listener response on that, uh, but I know what they're longing for and what I'm longing for is small talk oh, with Greg. Do we yeah. have
1: any small talk with Greg this morning? Well, maybe a follow-up to the uh, the wheelchair experience for our listeners in my room. How remind- in the <laughs> fuck could there be a follow-up to this?
0: Okay. <laughs> I'm all in now.
1: Yeah. So as folks hopefully remember, a month or so ago, I ran across a wheelchair next to a ditch, turned upside down, and had to investigate. And there's a story there, but they would have to go back and listen back. to it. you one.
0: remember which episode that was? I don't remember. I know, I know. Anyway, you have to go find
1: it. So this time, I'm riding along, and I come to stoplight, and I look off to my right, and there's a walker there, a walker in the grass standing up, and it had the plastic bag around it, like they just went to the Dollar Tree, walked their way out there, and they left their items in their bag, hooked to their walker, but there's nobody around. And and it's, it wasn't at a bus stop. It wasn't at some intersection where you think somebody got in a car there or something. So I took a picture of it this time, and I, I'm trying to understand the story behind that. Like, somebody used their walker to get up to this point and then decided... I I don't need this anymore. You think it was a miracle? Like, well, that was my first thought. Thank
0: you, Jesus. Like, (laughs) I have been healed. Like, and they just went running. I'm thinking that it's happened before, but I don't know the story. It's happened before. <laughs> Absolutely. What, do you mean? what the fuck do you mean it's happened before? A miracle on the sidewalk? Has yes.
1: Has happened before? Yes. Peter no, reached out and seized those. him by the hand no, and pulled go him up and he leapt around, leaping no, for joy. No, you got to
0: go to those, one of those prosperity gospel people and you got to sow a faith seed and then you can't you can't get that shit for free. Miracles aren't free anymore. I,
1: right? I didn't say that. Come on, but man. the idea was, is there still some kind of story that somebody gave up on their walker and abandoned so it? So do we
0: have... A Do we know the story?
1: No, I was going with the healing, but I don't know if there's a, you know, I've been told that's probably the least likely, but it's, it seems legit to me.
0: Hmm. I'm going to go with the least likely, but man, that's the fact that you have no resolution to that for us is like, (laughs) like, (laughs) dude, you can't fucking leave me hanging at the (laughs) walker just sitting there. You, Uh, you're going to investigate like we need. The listeners want more, Greg. Oh. They don't want this like cliffhanger ending here. Like, and then the person was gone.
1: So I've actually failed at small talk because at the end of it, you're supposed to be thinking, I wish this was over sooner.
0: I don't know. That's a good question. We might be into a nuance of small talk because I'm I'm actually like wanting more. Mm-hmm. Like, wow, Greg, I, I can't wait to hear the rest of that story. Yeah. Okay. I'll do some more
1: oh, digging. Oh, I might
0: but, be. You might be. A, you might have like exemplified advanced small talk skills this morning.
1: Oh, that's good. I, I will tell you this. One of our listeners uh, sent me a link to a book on Amazon called "The Art of Small Talk." Oh, yeah. Did <laughs> yeah. you get it? Not yet. Not okay. yet. I looked, but I haven't got it yet.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, uh, I don't know that you need it. In fact, you may consider writing your own because your skills. I mean, I'm impressed. I was legit in on that story. Usually, right. I just am like, okay, Cam. But I mean, that was that's solid. All right.
1: So, uh, what what are we talking about today? We got yeah. anything
0: that we want to jump into. Yes,
1: or? and it's it's going to be a big leap from where we started the show.
0: Okay, I don't think that's unusual, is it? I mean,
1: <laughs> well, but this leap is to big. say that we're tangential uh, might be an understatement. <laughs> yeah. So we've talked before about how society has shaped us and what we believe and how we act. Uh, And we've talked about how we can be um, intentional and deliberate about what we choose is important to us and what we choose to do. But what I want to ask you about today, and we can can discuss this, is what things are working inside of us, like a, a background operating system that causes us or influences decisions without the benefit of all that thought, you know, like, so something happens to me and I immediately respond, or I should say react to it. Things are happening in my brain that I don't know about that I'm not controlling. I mean, does that make sense? Yes, and,
0: that does make sense.
1: And I, I, I want to investigate that so that I can uh, get a rein on those things, you know? Right. Um, the, the, the most obvious one, and we've talked about this a little bit before, is the fight or flight response. So, What's going on there where I don't think through it, but I just immediately react.
0: Well, there's a couple of different things that, and in, in as we talk about this thing, you have to remember is the the brain, the how the brain produces what we consider to be consciousness is just fucking <laughs> like, what? Is it reality? How does, it's that, a- how does that blob produce? Like, that's just like, yeah. so when when we talk about all these things, we are deep dive into the theoretical All right. Mm-hmm. like which is a is a fancy way to say making shit up okay all but right. I like the term theoretical yeah much more than making shit up right right but and and there's been advancements and anyway the way that I have understood it is you know you're born with trillions and trillions and trillions of synapses in your brain firing right just and as you from roughly age zero to three your brain is when they say that you know a child's brain is a sponge like that shit's true and Mm -hmm. it and and when i say zero i'm talking conception Mm -hmm. Uh, because people are affected by you know we've determined that people can be infected affected by traumatic experiences while they're in the womb. So mm-hmm. we're going all the way to zero. So, but at, at around the age of three, your brain begins this pruning process, which means certain parts of your brains have been activated by your external experiences and certain parts of your brain have not. And so the brain, the, the parts of your brain that have not, those synapse, they they start to go dormant, and so then you start to develop this hardwired, doing air quotes, mm-hmm. hardwiring that for survival, right? This this will get a pellet, this will not get a pellet, this will get a pellet, this will not get a pellet, this will not. So all of that is completely subconscious. Mm-hmm. And again, when I trained 20-ish years ago, right? the theory was that at age seven personality was rigid. You're done. Like Mm -hmm. what you have developed into at age seven is, there you go. Deal with it. Wow. Yeah. Um, since then there have been advanced discussion in what, what we call neuroplasticity and the brain's ability to change and all of those kinds of things. And that there's a lot of, I mean, we could go on a, on a lot of different tangents in that. Um, one that I think would be interesting would be the use of psych- psychedelics and neuroplasticity, but we can, <laughs> we'll, we'll, maybe we'll do the next episode. Yeah, okay. Okay. Not advocating the use <laughs> of psychedelics, but uh, anyway. So that gives you just kind of a sense, and that's, you know, what, I'm 20 years into this career, so 25 years ago, not that long ago, right, that it's being asserted that the hand that you have been dealt by age seven is, well, you're just going to figure this shit out from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there was enough data there to say that change after that point is fucking tough. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. now it's not impossible. you can do it if twenty five years ago we thought that change significant change in personality behavior after age seven was essentially impossible, right I mean, we weren't fucking idiots. there was enough data right. there to say mm-hmm. that it's really, really difficult and the The most difficult aspect of that is sustained change mm-hmm you know, I can do something for a week, yeah, you know, yeah. something like that. There there used to be a rule of thumb that it takes 30 days to make a habit. And it's like, nope, that's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you guess how long it takes to make a habit? As long as it fucking takes. Yeah. Like, that's how long it takes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it, it's just very difficult. And so it, it may be useful to think that your life experience up to age seven was a path that you kept that kept you alive, mm-hmm. and maybe it wasn't the perfect path. Maybe it was a very, very difficult path, mm-hmm. but it kept your ass alive. Yeah. So then your 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 primal brain, right? Your amygdala always wants you to return to that path. Uh, there's a lot of different things within the brain that can cause me to deviate from the path. Luck. we've talked about this before i could win the fucking lottery uh but then my brain wants to pull me back to homeostasis right willpower Mm -hmm. i can i can will myself to change for a certain amount of time Mm -hmm. but willpower is exhaustible yeah you know it's not it's not a permanent state right It's, it's it's effort it's not effortless and so again that survival brain can Pull me back to that original path, yeah. And again, all of this is on a completely subconscious level because I've not even I've not even really evaluated all of the things that have created that path, right? What were those influences? What were those
1: voices from my past? What all of those kinds of things? So, so that was hardwire And you're talking about that, yes. You got hardwired up to age seven. And then things just work automatically, so to speak. Then the subconscious is always pulling me back to that
0: path, Mm -hmm. somehow pulling me back to that path. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like for me, you know, I grew up the fat kid, right? Mm -hmm. And from early on, I mean, definitely ages three to seven were fat kid was – very much reinforced in in my personal experience and so then I hit age seven right well then I start to grow (laughs) I start to become athletic and physically and even functionally I'm no longer the fat kid but the brain is still oriented to the fat kid and the capacity for me to sabotage my personal physical fitness is it's fucking insane Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah because your brain is telling you dude you're the fat kid eat you 42 donuts and enjoy those i mean it's just like (laughs) and the fact that i still have to assert as much effort against that fuck man i'm 50 years old you know it's like (laughs) it just and the thing that i think is that we're just incredibly naive and i think that naivete is exploited Mm -hmm. by me luring you in to thinking that change is easy. So then I want you to believe this fallacy that change is easy, and then oftentimes, whatever that change is that I'm endeavoring in has some source of shame, so I hide it. Mm -hmm. So now I've got unrealistic expectations in secrecy and isolation. Now, okay, so I've got this pathway in my subconscious, right? It's the path that has kept me alive. Now I'm like, I think I'm going to go down a new path, right? Mm-hmm. So I go down this new path with unrealistic expectations, in isolation without adequate support, and it's like, man, it ain't gonna fucking work. Yeah, well,
1: that's that's a disaster. There, and then I get pulled.
0: <laughs> then I get pulled back to that original behavior, and then. I have more sense of self-doubt and defeated. Yeah. I've been defeated and more shame. And then I just stay on the path.
1: Yeah. So, and then your hardwiring gets strengthened because it says, even if there was some good on that that path off to the side, it's like the hardwiring says, no, that didn't work. So let's just stay right here where we've been going. Well, you, you brought up something in that though, when you said in isolation, because I think we talked once about part of the key is, when we're faced with something that's causing us to, uh, to make that fight or flight decision, but like you said, it's not a decision, it's just it's hardwired in. If at some point we think that's not the right one or we don't want to do it that way, we get out of isolation. I mean, that's not the way you'd say it, but you back up into a place where you have people around you that can offer support or they can allow you that safety to make the decision To face something?
0: Well, you have to have that. And the reason is that we have part of the survival mechanism is is a part of the brain that it's called thought perseveration. Thought perseveration, the root of perseveration is persevere. So the subconscious mind, the survival brain, starts perseverating, producing thoughts that... It wants to persevere. It wants me to think that I have no control over those thoughts. So I start to, I you know, my rational brain, my prefrontal cortex has this like superty duperty good idea, right? And I'm going to try this <laughs> or maybe I see an infomercial or whatever it is that, that gives some sort of level of inspiration. Yeah. Then I start to deviate towards that. Well, here comes this thought perseveration. And it can take on a lot of forms. It can be thoughts. It can be feelings. Mm-hmm. So if, if, if the survival brain has to produce, the number one thing it does is when I start to uh, deviate from that path is produce anxiety. What the fuck are you oh, doing? Yeah. What the fuck are you doing? Why are you doing I mean, this? <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you know, because I'll have clients come in and they're talking about how these new changes are, you know, initially – You know, there's a, there, there's a novelty to it, whatever. So there's a dopamine rush that comes along with that. So I've got this, this very temporal sense of invincibility and it's like, I'm going to do this. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, like I start to have all of the, I start to have a lot of emotional distress and that's that survival response saying, get your ass back on that path. Yeah. So if I'm going to overcome that, right? Because that battle occurs in my brain. Mm-hmm. If I'm not connected to you, sharing with you, hey, dude, this is the change that I'm trying to make and I don't know what I need from you, whatever, it, to, to help me persevere through that transition, And again, that's where, so now I'm having a conversation with you about the change that I want to make. So that's the removal of shame. So there goes the secrecy. Mm -hmm. Now we're connected, right? So we now have this chemical bond of oxytocin, Mm -hmm. which is a robust chemical connection. And now that we have that connection, then I can make that change and I can sustain that change. But when I do it in isolation and I take on this, you know, whatever the stimulus is that tells me how easy this is going to be and you can do it two and three easy steps and all of those kinds of things. And I'm like, oh, awesome. There's, there's the opportunity for me to make the change that I finally wanted to change. And then my DVDs come when a fucking DVDs streaming. <laughs> sorry. I got to get my up yeah. to speed, whatever that is. And then like maybe, maybe a week. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But most of the time we don't even pick it up. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Because that, um, that amygdala says, eh, no, don't, don't, don't do it now. Yeah. You don't yeah. need to do it now. Yeah.
1: It's, Sitting on the couch has been working for you, right? Why are you going to go do? Let's that? watch. You, you can do it later. Like let's let's watch yeah. some YouTube videos, like yeah. you know,
0: or whatever, you know, like you, you know. And so that that's why fucking so many people own exercise equipment that are just clothing racks, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah.
1: Tell me how this worked. Then is this a, this the same idea of in the beginning of 2020, my wife and daughter decided they want to run to do the couch to 5K. So we all did it together, and it, it seemed strange for all of us. We weren't runners, but it worked. Uh, and then I, after the winter, I said, well, I'm going to do this again. And I, I bought the shoes. You know, I spent quite a bit of money on some nice running shoes, <laughs> uh, but they sat in the closet for a month, you know, before I said, I got to do this. It's not so much that the person is encouraging you on to do it, but you're saying there's some kind of chemical thing that says, since I've got somebody on my side, that something triggers. Yeah, that it just, I mean, you we are biochemical, right?
0: So when you think about those connections, it's fascinating because you know, when you think about people accomplishing some of the most amazing feats, you know, you think about, you know, Navy SEALs, you know, that's like associated with that. And you know, the research is pretty conclusive that the reason that they do a lot of the extraordinary things that they do, I mean, they're fucking badasses, like first and foremost, (laughs) they're fucking badasses. Um, Joe Rogan had a guest one time, I wish I could remember his name, but he was talking about how, you know, essentially what we could train a monkey to do the things that we do, but that's not the difference maker. The difference maker is when they're asked why they do it and they say, because the guy next to me would do it for me. So when you think about that, that level, and that's, I mean, we talked about this a lot and I'm going to keep talking about it a lot, that connection, man for men to really support other men and then that sense of honorable commitment to the other man. Yeah. It's fucking powerful. Yeah. I mean, it's just, and that's not, that's not like a romantic sentiment that, you know, that's not like, you know, it, it, it's like, no, that's just fucking, that's, that's biologically, physiologically, that, that's what happens. Yeah. And so when you, you know, when you tie another man, when you tie one man to another man or a group of men together, it's a powerful force, man. It's cool. Yeah. I'm not saying it's not cool, super cool for women. I don't know, somebody, <laughs> somebody, another podcast can talk about that. <laughs> That's, That's right. I'm not saying any of that. I'm just saying that for, and we don't we don't leverage that force, man. We yeah. just don't fucking leverage that force, and it's too bad.
1: Well, that that could be the the tip for the day. <laughs> <laughs> Ball
0: scratcher,
1: yeah. You need to have a little soundbite for that. That's good. Right, that yeah. would be, like. yeah. You know, when you when you're forced with, forced in a situation where you want to make a change from what your hardwiring is telling you, then pull back and and make those connections with uh, with other men, so that not only do you have the emotional support, but that biochemical thing that's going on, it gives you what you need. Yeah, and one thing that
0: I have learned personally and Experientially, is men uh, cheesy <laughs> therapy word in three, two, one celebrating each other? Like, we have no fucking clue. And then getting a group of men, there's in group therapy, uh, there's stages of group development, forming storming, norming, performing, right? Mm-hmm. Forming the group comes together, storming the pissing match to see who's in charge and mm-hmm. who's gonna who's gonna dictate things and those kinds of things. Most groups break down there. They they mm-hmm. can't get past the storming phase. Then but if they do, then there's new norms. We the group develop how we're going to function. Uh, and when that happens in a group, man, it's fucking magic. It's so cool to watch that happen. And then that, then of course is the entryway into performing where the group then just goes like ballistic into accomplishing stuff.
1: And that's the kind of groups I've seen that have worked. The ones that have worked, um, there was some purpose where we were doing something together and it didn't matter why we came together but it's like we had some something to go do right you know and so maybe the the storming and all that kind of occurred and it's
0: cool <laughs> right because when men can when men can rally around something concrete like mm-hmm. go build some shit or clean some yeah. shit up or something yeah. like that we can that's when we really can activate this yeah and but in terms of emotionally supporting each other <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, it, nope, and, uh, not so great at that. <laughs> I ain't got no goddamn feeling. What are you talking about? I feel good. or I feel bad.
1: <laughs> well, I remember two feelings. That's work. all, good and bad. <laughs> I worked with a couple of guys uh, before I was married, and we had no idea what marriage was about. Not that I know it much now, but but and there's no way we're going to talk about that. You know, right. like well, here's how I feel about this. But the two deep conversation I had, conversations that I had. One of them was underneath a, a blazer pickup truck putting in a transmission. And so he's jacking it up. I'm trying to stab the bolts. And he goes, and, and my friend says, yeah, I'm thinking about asking her to marry me. And I'm thinking, I'm just trying to get this bolt in here. <laughs> but, you know, it's like that was, we were together. It was like, it was safe, you know, and we had a little bit of that conversation. But when it finished was, we were working in his garage, putting up a new door and so we got the door. They were both on either side of it. The door is shut. It's still nailed to the frame. And we're trying to get it aligned. And he goes, yeah, I talked to her about that the other day. <laughs> and I'm starting to laugh because it's like we're on the other side of a door and you're going deep. That's right. But it, it was safe and it worked out. And I wish I'd have been um, smart enough then to, to walk him through it. You know, I mean, I just said. Dude, you're in this deep. You got to go. I mean, that's all I need to say, but he needed probably somebody to offer him some empathy.
0: Well, and that's the (laughs) thing for guys, like whenever we happen across vulnerability, the only thing that we ever need to say is what do you need from me? But a lot of times in our own, we do this in our fucking marriages and that's why we don't get laid as much as we'd like. So don't do this. Uh, is we want to fix it, right? Mm-hmm. So our mm-hmm. own insecurity, our own feeling that oh well, I gotta, you know, I'm inadequate. I've got to prove my adequacy by fixing this, yeah. by giving yeah. her advice, telling her what. And and that that can be superimposed in our friendships or whatever to where it's like we'll do that same thing. Well, here's what you ought to do. God damn it! I mean, what the fuck's <laughs> so hard about that? You just love, you know. And that's really about my need to feel secure. So I'm going to espouse my infinite wisdom upon you, mm-hmm. and but there there is an inherent validation when I ask the question. So what do you need from me? That one, y- you have a level of self competence that you know, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That well, this is what I could use, man, which may be advice, right? Like what, what the fuck would you do? I'd run for my goddamn life, but (laughs) I mean, that's just (laughs) whatever that is. But, but because of our insecurity in those vulnerable emotions, right? We we typically go to advice giving or we'll tell some kind of stupid fucking joke or so, which I mean, the jokes are good. I like a good joke. Yeah. Um, But somewhere within that exchange, some form of, so what do you need from me? Mm-hmm. Is really what what we need, right? Mm-hmm. What what I need from you is that validation: one that you're in it with me, and two, want to give me the support that I need. Yeah, and that I'm competent enough to define that. Yeah, that's a big part. Versus saying, "Well, you dumb fuck, here's what you need." Now that that was easy. Yeah. See you later. <laughs> like, yeah, and it's it's just, but we just don't have we don't have those skills. Yeah, and and uh, it, 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 and when we activate that, what I, the changes that I've seen in men, uh, in terms of getting off of that path of survival, and into their best life ever. <laughs> 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 Sorry, that was a jab at yeah. life coaches. It, it's cool what what can be accomplished. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I, I like that a lot, and I was wondering, as you were talking, how do you get the bond? I understand that we need that bond with, with other men in order to, to push past whatever our hardwiring is telling us to do. Uh, but I think that's a key phrase, though, is to ask somebody, what do you need for me? And then maybe if I need something, maybe I need to be able to define that, like you said, to another man right? to say. And if you can't define it, then you need to go fucking do a little more
0: work, right? Like, okay, dude, like I'm not going to work harder on your problem than you're going to work on your problem. I mean, I'm I'm here to help. I want to help you, but uh, let me know. Yeah. Yeah. And which is going to then activate, you know, you – Spending more time evaluating what it is that you want, right? Mm -hmm, mm Because oftentimes oftentimes when I'm insecure, right, I don't want responsibility for whatever it is that's (laughs) making me insecure. Yeah. Right. So if I'm making a choice about do I or do I not spend the rest of my life with this woman, fuck man, that's (laughs) intense. I'm going to go ask Greg. <laughs> Cuz I want Greg on the hook yeah, for this shit. Right, hey right. Greg, should I marry her or should I run for my life? <laughs> that way you're responsible for fucking up my life if it gets fucked up. <laughs> so, we don't want to play into that. We just want to say, "Dude, I'm here to support you. What do you what do you need?" Yes. Yes. That's great.
1: That's great. Well, Jeff, there were so many other aspects of how our brain kind of hijacks our mind. <laughs> To where we're not really able to to think through it, but just react. But I don't think we have time to get to that all today. But I think we have at least solved this problem.
0: Uh, I hope so. Uh, It's simple, not easy, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, We live in a time where complexity is... Particularly, you see this on a political level. And I'm not saying that politics aren't complex. Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, (laughs) I ain't fucking stupid. Uh, And so so we, we live in this era of complexity and expertise and and just infinite nuances and specialist this specialist that all of those kinds of things and it's mm-hmm. like nah, it ain't that fucking complex it's it it's simple once you understand it mm-hmm. how my brain is designed to function and then when i want to deviate from that what it takes to deviate Massive effort. It's just hard, yeah, and you you have to one hundred percent commit to it. You have to know that that zero to seven hardwiring mm-hmm. is going to try to sabotage. Mm-hmm. It's going to get you to put it off to whatever those that perseverating those persever yeah. perseverating thoughts you're going to get lost in that, which is going to create self-doubt. That's why. You have to begin the process with realistic expectations and you have to have somebody that can help you down that path of change that you want to make.
1: Absolutely. Well, thanks for all that. Hey, you're welcome. (laughs) You know, that's what I'm here for. That's what you do. Guys, are you tired of smelling like a floral arrangement when you use your lady's soap? Well, try the minimalist bar at six and zero. It's all natural, free of unnecessary chemicals, and it will get you clean. Six and zero dot com. All right, guys. Well, um, we want to remind you to subscribe to the podcast, to check out our Facebook page at Becoming Man Made Today, and also give us five stars.
0: Five stars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even, whether we deserve it or not. Yeah. yeah. throw was a bone here. <laughs> All right. All right, man. Till next time.
1: All right. Thank you.